Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We're so glad you're with us. One more hour coming up this hour. We're talking about South Bend Cubs winning the Western Division of their uh, league. And uh, Brendan King will join us. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network talking about their tough loss. And then Paul Condor and I will wrap it up with high school football. Right now, though, top of the hour scoreboard with the man himself, the star of the show, Ryan Soule. College football, the theme of the day here in Indiana, and it was a high-scoring fourth quarter out in Syracuse in New York. The Syracuse Orange put up 22 to defeat the Purdue Boilermakers, 32-29 on the last second, 25-yard touchdown pass. Purdue, Charlie Jones, 11 receptions, 188 yards, one touchdown but the Boilermakers fall to 1-2. They drop their first true road game of the season. Syracuse improves to 3-0. Over in Bloomington, the day started out looking just as sad for Indiana. However, the Hoosiers turned it around in the fourth quarter with 17 points. They forced overtime after a fumble. They needed a two-point conversion with less than a minute remaining. And Connor Bazelak came through for the Hoosiers. Here's the snap back to Bazelak. He looks, he looks, he throws into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown for a two-point conversion. The game went to overtime. Western Kentucky had a field goal attempt. They had the ball first. They moved backwards. It was about a 45-yard attempt. Indiana special teams came through with a special play. Here's the snap. Kick is up. Indiana would go on to win on a 51-yard field goal off the foot of Charles Campbell, 33-30 the final. Not the prettiest, but the Hoosiers are 3-0 going to Cincinnati a week from today. College football going on right now. A couple of late-night games still moving. Texas up 31-20 over UTSA. Texas A&M and Miami, 10-3 Aggie lead as they just got out of the intermission there. Utah. A scoreless first quarter with San Diego State. They have the ball driving right now, though. And USC up 7-0 early on Fresno State. They're already back in the red zone. Major League Baseball here on this Saturday afternoon, rather more Saturday evening now. Twins and Guardians going to the 11th. They're still tied at five apiece. That's the only regional game still in action. Guardians won the first game of that doubleheader. Five to one. Doubleheader out in St. Louis this afternoon. Reds and Cardinals. Cardinals won the first one 5-1. They win 1-0 in 11 in game number two. The Rockies drop the Cubs 3-1 out at Wrigley. Carlos Estevez picks up his fourth win of the year. The Chicago White Sox on the south side had better fortune. They beat the Tigers in 11, 4-3. Coming up tomorrow, Colts and Jaguars from Jacksonville as week two gets underway. And Jonathan Taylor coming off of last week's tie with Houston says he learned a lot about this year's team. A lot of grit. Um, a lot of grit, um, which is what you want from a team because we know throughout the season you're going to get into some situations where you guys are going to have to really dig deep and pull out that grit that you guys have, that chip that you carry on your shoulder. And I think that showed last week is that no matter what, Indianapolis Colts are going to fight until that clock strikes zero. They did, in fact, fight last week. They overcame a 17-point third qu- fourth quarter deficit However, Jonathan Taylor acknowledges 
that the start needs to be a little bit better come Sunday afternoon. I kind of heard about it when I first came in my rookie year, and then after being here for two years, I'm like, okay, now I, I kind of see the, the history and the magnitude of it. So it's for me, it's imperative to make sure that we go down there and we start fast and, and make sure that we just execute from the start. You know, it's really hard to win games in the NFL when you try to execute in the second half or in the third quarter. you got to execute from play one. It's really hard to come from behind. It's also really hard to play without your top wide receiver, which is what the Colts will have to do as Pittman is out. Colts and Jaguars, 1 p.m. kickoff. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. South Bend Cubs, how about them? The uh, win last night, the beat Cedar Rapids to advance to the Midwest League Championship. They win their division. Um, they will be playing on Sunday, and uh, it's a they'll take on uh, Brendan King. Who do they play Sunday, Coach? It is going to be a 2016 World Series rematch, minor league style. The South Bend Cubs okay. will take on the Lake County Captains, the Midwest League yeah. affiliate of the Cleveland Guardians. And, Coach, it's going to be a three-game series. As you said, game one is tomorrow at 6.05 p.m. in South Bend. I couldn't be more ecstatic. Uh, Coach, last <laughs> night we, we we won the division. It was a great night. We not only won the game 9-3, you know, dominant pitching performance from Daniel Palencia, the Cubs starter, who I told you about last week. He's the right-hander with that throws 102. He's got a 94-mile-an-hour slider. I mean, Guy's just Yikes. gross. Um, yeah, Yikes. five five sh- five shutout innings, eight strikeouts. Um, Owen Casey, who the Cubs got for you, Darvish. He was the highlight prospect coming back for the Padres. He had a four RBI night. Pete Crow Armstrong, Chicago's number one prospect. He's the kid the Cubs got for Javi Baez. He had three hits. Um, so, coach, all these top prospects are coming together, and everybody's having a ball. And uh, you know what, coach? I know in your coaching career you had a lot of fun bus rides home. Uh, we we yeah, bus back absolutely. last night. We had a five-hour bus ride home, and it was probably the most enjoyable <laughs> five hours I've had in a long right. time. So great yeah. night. Uh, right. No, listen, um, I, I understand that. I was fortunate enough to have four championship teams in my career, two at each school. And um, uh, first one was on the road. Um, yeah, and I remember, yeah, no, no, listen, I, I remember, you know, I loved, loved every minute of it. So, so I'm still trying to digest a 94 mile an hour slider. That is 102 mile an hour fastball. How does anybody hit this guy? It's a great question. And, uh, coach Daniel Palencia, native of Venezuela. The crazy part about him is the Cubs got him from the A's last year in a trade for Andrew Chafin, who was just a lefty reliever. And it was almost coach like Daniel Palencia at the time was a toss in in that trade because he was uh, much smaller. He he only, he only weighed about 170 pounds. Um, He probably only threw about 95, 96. And, and then the Cubs got him and they put him right in the gym. They put him on a diet. And and I'm telling you, coach, this guy is 220 plus and just a tank. Um, And, uh, you know, so he he is huge. Wow. He is huge. All right. So who's going to throw tomorrow? Coach is going to be Cole Franklin on the mound for the South Bend Cubs. Franklin, a top 30 Cub prospect. 
a big, tall drink of water from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He's got a fastball about that touches 97, good breaking ball, and his out pitch is a really nice vanishing changeup. So, Coach, I think it's going to be a good series. Uh, Lake County, the Cleveland affiliate, they were in South Bend in July. That was one of those six-game series, and it was an evenly matched right, six games. Right. Uh, the team split it three games apiece. And, uh, you know, Coach, a lot of times in minor league baseball, when you get to the championship series, you see uh, the second-half victors advance to the championship because typically um, the top prospects are still right. on those clubs. And that's the case with Lake County. Right. They won the second half. South Bend won the second half in their respective division. So, Coach, I think it's going to be a barn burner. And to me, it's a shame. It's really a shame that it, this series is only three games. I would love for it to be a five or seven game series. But, hey, that's how it is. And you got to oh, go out. I think two. you're right. All right. So, you, you play Sunday and then win. Yeah. Sunday at home and then travel day on Monday. Game two would be in Cleveland uh, on Tuesday and then game three, if necessary, on Wednesday. So we will know before next weekend uh, if we're getting the ring sizes or not. It's going to be fun. <laughs> you sure are. You know that. All right, we, we'll, we'll talk next weekend. Uh, we yeah, got a, less got than a minute here. I'm sure your father has a big sigh of relief that the Irish got a win today. Oh, man, no kidding. I mean, Brendan King has a sigh of relief that the Irish got a win today. I mean, you know, okay, credit Cal. Credit Jake Plummer, who came into Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, I think Cal played really well, and there are probably still questions to be answered for Marcus Freeman's team. But I think a, a collective sigh of relief from the entire city of South Bend today, Coach. No question. Brendan King, thanks for squeezing me in. I know you're still celebrating, as you should. Good luck to the Cubs. Let's hope we're talking about a championship next weekend. Thanks for the call. Sounds great, Coach. Can't wait. Thanks so much. Coming up, scoreboard update with the man himself, Ryan Soul. We'll come back and talk about Purdue's a loss with Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network on Indiana Sports Talk. Smaller schools in action on the gridiron here this afternoon in the state of Indiana. The Sycamores out in Terre Haute, Florida, Montana, 49 to 14. UND picks up the Division II win over Tiffin, a revenge win from their loss last year, 27 20. They score the final 20 points unanswered in that one comeback fashion. Trying 55-21 winners over Franklin. Alma over Anderson, 45-7. Indiana Wesleyan gets the victory over Olivet Nazarene, 34-6. And Ball State pitches the shutout over the Racers of Missouri, or, excuse me, Murray State, 31-0, the final score there. Boilermakers fall 39-20, Indiana gets the win in overtime, 33 to 30 current games in action right now usc up a touchdown utah up a touchdown miami trailing by 14 at texas a&m remember the aggies got upset last week at home by appalachian state checking back in on them just a quick out of region look appalachian state the magic continues a last second hail mary that was tipped goes for a 56 yard touchdown catch as time expires they beat troy by a final score of 32 to 28 indianapolis colts tomorrow afternoon in jacksonville looking for revenge after their loss in jacksonville to boot them out of the playoffs in week 
18 a year ago. No Michael Pittman Jr., no Alec Pierce. Rain in the forecast. Jonathan Taylor poised to have a big day. Chase McLaughlin will make his Colts debut here in 2022. Kiki Kuti also activated. For Network Indiana, I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Not a good day for the Purdue Boilermakers on the road at Syracuse. They lose 32-29. And, and Rob, I'm quoting Mike Carmen's uh, lead here in uh, the Lafayette Courier-Journal. Purdue self-destructed with penalties, defensive breakdowns, and a critical turnover in falling to Syracuse on Saturday. Um, you know, this could be a short interview because that, that wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, self-destruct. That's uh, pretty much hits the uh, hits the hits the nail right on the head. Purdue really did just kind of come apart at the seams there at the end of that game. And what is so unfortunate about that is Purdue battled so hard to put themselves in a position to win the game. Uh, you know, trailing twenty-five to fifteen, you just kind of with eight minutes to right. go, you're down twenty-five to fifteen. Uh, the crowd is really into the game, and you just kind of felt like, boy, this is going to be an uphill climb here. And just like that, before you know it, uh, you're, 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 you don't even, you haven't just gotten yourself back in the game. You had now have taken the lead <laughs> in less than eight minutes. So now you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, you know that, that the drive that ultimately put Purdue ahead towards the end started with 2:30 left in the game, and Purdue marches right down the field, scores mm-hmm. that when at the time was a go-ahead touchdown. And you, as a fan, you, and certainly as a broadcaster, you kind of exhaled a bit and found yourself saying, "Wow, we somehow found a way to come right. back and win on the road. What a, what a gutsy win!" And then, of course, uh, with seven seconds to go, uh, speaking of guts, you take a punch right to the gut <laughs> on uh, what was a really, really tough way to lose. And as you know, Bob, that's the that's unfortunately kind of been the trend here in the first three games of the season. Two of the three have been losses, and in both times, the the opponent has driven down the field and scored in the final minute of the game to beat you. So, uh, as I said on my postgame show, Purdue fans, if you thought that that loss to Penn State was a punch in the gut, this one is really uh, this is worse. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) so. uh, Yeah, tough uh, boy, tough way to to end up on the wrong side of the scoreboard today. That's for sure. I would uh, think that um, going in. You know, teams have goals, you know, goal game, got game, particular game goals, season goals, uh, conference goal, all those kinds of things. But uh, their, their goal on penalties has to be lower than 13 because that's the number they had today. And I'm not sure how and, – and they came at some really inopportune times for the Boilers. Oh, it's really just – I mean, just the last minute of the game. Uh, if I remember correctly, and I may have missed a few, but I think in the final final minute of the game, we're, we're looking at 60 yards in penalties. Uh, and, and again, I might be missing a few. I, I might have somehow blocked them from my memory, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, oh, and just at the worst possible times. I mean, you you score the go-ahead touchdown, and then on the extra point, you get a, a, a unsportsmanlike penalty on the guy that just scored the touchdown, uh, Payne Durham. And then on top of that, uh, mm-hmm. your your coaching staff gets a 15-yarder. So now you're kicking off on the 10-yard line. Uh, so you're just you're giving Syracuse every opportunity in the world to win the game. Right, right. And to Syracuse's credit, you know they took advantage of those mistakes, as you well know. Sometimes mistakes happen, but the opponent isn't talented enough or isn't good enough to take advantage of those mistakes. Well, Syracuse was definitely they were 
they were talented enough and they were good enough. But yes, you know, we were just bragging on the pregame show today about how good Purdue had been last week. Only three penalties for the entire game against Indiana State. Uh, right. And how you really right. felt like that was. And, and look, Bob, the numbers last year, Purdue was one of the least penalized teams in the country. They were actually the least penalized team in the Big Ten. Uh, penalties were not a concern last year for Purdue, but man, they, uh, boy, did they rear their ugly heads today at, that, at inopportune times. Rob Blackman with us from the Purdue Radio Network. Boilers lose 32-29 on the road at Syracuse. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, Penn State, as you mentioned, and obviously now, uh, it's it's that whole thing of closing things out. You have opportunities. I got closed the door. It's certainly easier said than done, but that's the challenge for these guys. Yeah, and uh, what really stinks is if you're being as objective about it as possible and really looking at the whole game uh, in, in both of those games. Purdue defensively was really, really good, quite frankly, in both of those games until the final minute of the game. That, that's the, what's the real backbreaker here. If you just look across the board, Purdue was very good defensively in both of those games. But when you don't close it out, you know, you don't you – don't, come up with that play you mm-hmm. have to absolutely have in the final minute of the game right. and you lose, and then everyone points their fingers at the defense and says, well, what happened? Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at uh, – they're a uh, really good running back, uh, Tucker, today. Uh, top three running back in the country last year. He comes back this season considered one of the best in the ACC, if not the country. Purdue holds him to 42 yards rushing. There, are, there aren't many teams that can claim to have done that against him right, uh, in, right. the, in the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, the problem again is, okay, you're really good on defense for, you know, 59 minutes of the ball game uh, in both of those losses, but it's the final minute. That's the part that fans remember, and and that's uh, that's that's been Purdue's bugaboo in these two losses, just unable to come up with that one play that you needed in the final minute defensively to, to slam the door and win the game. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network. Boilers lose 32-29 to Syracuse. Rob, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. We'll talk next week. Absolutely, Bob. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Rob. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Radio Network. What a what a tough one, and it's an agonizing loss. Uh, I had I had not I'd forgotten the Penn State loss. So you know, you're talking about uh, two really gut wrenching losses, um, close ones, and games that you clearly had a chance to win, could have won. You could have built the argument that they should have won, uh, especially today. Uh, with uh, the miscues, the mistakes uh, down the stretch. And you can ill afford to do that uh, when you're playing a decent team. They really are. As Rob mentioned, North Carolina up next. That'll be another challenge uh, for the Boilers. And um, I would have to think that a little bit of the emphasis and practice coming up will be uh, eliminating mental mistakes which, you know, penalties, you're going to get, you know, called on some. But, you know, um, the, the things that hurt them really, really were unnecessary. And so they just continue. And as I mentioned, they, they have North Carolina next week. Uh, after that, um, they're back at home against Florida Atlantic and then in back into the Big Ten schedule uh, at Minnesota, at Maryland, that starts their conference on the road at Minnesota, at Maryland. And so uh, 
challenges ahead. Fun day if you're a Hoosier, though. Man, oh, man, you heard some of that sound uh, about the the two-point conversion. Um, that got Don Fisher all excited. And, and then the the block field goal, return, get it down to the 30, and able to uh, knock down a 51-yard game winner uh, to pick up their third straight win. So that's, listen, it's a big, big deal. I mean, momentum is very important for a young group of guys. Finding ways to win is always important, something you can clearly hang your hat on and get excited about. So our congratulations to them. Small college football, uh, solid win. How about Kevin Donnelly, the coach at St. Francis, picks up win number 340. Um, A tremendous accomplishment. He's as good a coach as there is at any level. Uh, St. Francis beats Judson 51-19 to pick up Coach Donnelly's 340th career win. A very, very impressive win for them. Uh, again, Marion has another good win, 31-7 to a win for them. So congratulations to Coach Kevin Donnelly. Uh, very, very solid win. Taylor moves to 4-1 and one on the year. 41-19 winners over Trinity International. They're in Chicago. Good solid start for the Trojans. That's very, very impressive. When we come back after this uh, next school board update, Paul Condry and I will talk about high school football. Paul and I are going to be on the pairing show on October the 9th, but our task tonight to recap week number five from last night, look ahead to week number six. Scoreboard update again. Coming up with Ryan Soul. this is Indiana Sports Talk. It was a shutout for the boys from Muncie here today. 31-0 over Murray State in the Racers. Indiana Wesleyan with another victory, 34-26 over Olivet Nazarene. And trying big winners over Franklin, 55-21. Up north we go. Not a great day to be a beacon. Valparaiso falls to Dartmouth, 35-13. Scores in Division I college football this afternoon. Purdue falls, 32-29. Indiana wins in overtime, 33-30 over Western Kentucky. Games finishing up right now out west. The Trojans of USC up 14-0. Utah is up 7-0 on San Diego State. Aggies in control with the ball in Miami territory in a 17-6 lead. That one's about to go to the final quarter out there. Iowa's still in action out in a Big Ten country. That game is delayed currently in the third quarter. The Hawkeyes with a 17-0 lead. The offense and Steve or Spencer Petras Working for the Hawkeyes today. Major League Baseball. Guardians and Twins still going on. 12th inning out there. It's been a long day in Cleveland. They played a game earlier at 1 p.m. It was won by the Guardians 5-1. This is game two of the doubleheader. It's now approaching midnight Eastern time. They're still going out in Cleveland. Reds drop a doubleheader. The Cardinals. Cubs fall to the Rockies 3-1. Michael Pittman Jr., the news of the day. He's been downgraded to out on the Colts injury report. Kiki Kuti elevated from the Colts practice squad as well as Chase McLaughlin. The kicker that will make his debut for the Colts here in 2022. He kicked previously last season just a bit. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Ryan Soule. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Week five in the books of high school football. One of those weekends where there were a great number of teams with no losses and only one losses playing. And what better way to get it under control and figure out what happened and why is to talk to the man himself, Network Indiana's, excuse me, the regional radio sports networks, Paul Condry, member of the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, and the Indiana Sports Writers and Sports Casters Hall of Fame and publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. All right, Paul, week five, great night, great games. Uh, Where do you want to start? Well, that's a great place. The one uh, common theme last night was it was week five, halfway through the season. The weather was good, but the play was sloppy. Mm -hmm. Everywhere I looked at, all the box scores, lots of turnovers, lots of miscues. Some golden opportunities for some teams to uh, pull off upsets. Not necessarily that those things happen, but the fact that is here we are at the midway point, Bob, and we're still kind of making some of those silly, uh, goofy mistakes. But it certainly was uh, a unique uh, week as we get into week five. And, of course, we're going to be hitting that home stretch here now, looking over the uh, the landscape. But we saw some upsets last night. We we saw some teams really kind of – rattle the cages, if you will, in regards to kind of changing the culture for programs. If you look at we'll start one in Northwest Indiana, KMAT High School, Cody French's kids off to a 5-0 and start. This is their 5-0 and for the only the second time in 67 years. I don't know how that adds wow. up in my book, but I'm 65, Coach, <laughs> and you're only 5-0 right. and for the second time in the school's history. You know, that's kind of right. that's kind of unique. <laughs> and, and then closer to home here in Indianapolis, you know, I, I Hurley, who's been around the block a whole bunch of time, his kids are off to right. a great 5-0 right. start for the first time in, uh, uh, since 94, and only the third time in school's history. And then down along the river, let's go down there at Providence High School, Daniel McDonald's team. Off to a great start at 4-0 for the first time since 1977. So all those kind of interesting dynamics are playing itself out. We had some teams, uh, you know, kind of rise to the occasion and pick up quality wins. You know, we could talk about Hamilton Southeastern's win, a monster win yeah. for that group uh, against uh, Jake Gilbert's team. We saw some unique dynamics going on uh, in regards to we saw Patriot Night at Valparaiso. We saw a very emotional night down between Salem and Springs Valley were a head coach uh, at Salem's. I tell you what, one of the things that you you're excited about doing this job is when you get a chance to meet people like the head football coach at Salem High School, Blair Thompson. Earlier in the week, coach, a young middle school student athlete passed away at Springs Valley. They're playing Springs mm-hmm. Valley this weekend. So what does Blair Thompson do? He goes and takes the number 68, puts that on the helmets of his football team, and they go and compete against Springs Valley High School. They end up losing to Springs Valley 23-16. But those are the kind of the things that happen, which, you know, grabs your heart and saying, "This this is what makes this game amazingly special. We also had last night something also very significant. Two black head coaches in the Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference, met up with Mike Brevard and Lawrence uh, and at Lawrence Central, our good friend Will Patterson. So a lot of things all across the page, all kinds of dynamics to play. But most importantly, we're at the midway point and we're uh, getting ready to move forward to what I think is going to be a great stretch run. 
You know, hearing you talk about those particular situations makes you realize more than we like than we think about is the impact that these coaches have on the lives of other people and why they're so important to what we're trying to get accomplished as a society. Well, one of my favorite things this week was after I did my report with Bob Lovell on Network Indiana's on the big show last night, and I'm driving back home from Valparaiso to Mishawaka, where I live, was listening to Mike Gillen and Bob Lovell talk about the time that they were growing up. That is quality radio. That is the microcosm of what we get a chance to do, and you and I have done every day of our lives for the last 30-plus years. It's two guys who competed against each other when they were 14, 15, 16, and (laughs) 17-year-old and did the conversation with Mike Gillen coming up, talking about the last game he played, the next game he did, he finishes up his game, and he goes to basketball practice at 8 o'clock in the morning the next day. And I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't happen today. It doesn't happen today. No, 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 no it doesn't. No, no, maybe it's a, a couple old dudes just sitting here talking about sports. But man, I tell you what, that was one of the highlights of my weekend. I've, I've, I've read multiple newspapers, looked at multiple stat sheets, looked at all kinds of highlight films. But one of the highlights of my weekend was the Patriot Night in Valpo, and listening to Lovell and Gillen talking on the way home from on the Big Show. That was classic stuff, Coach. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we uh, it's it's interesting. We we competed against each other in, in football and basketball, and um, they were really, really good in football when he was in school. Uh, we were okay. Uh, in basketball, uh, we were pretty – we won the sectional my sophomore and senior year. In my senior year, we beat Decatur Central at our place after they won the Marion County Tournament. And um, my memory's uh, spotty, but I remember knocking down 28 against those guys. And, oh, my. You know, we, Mike, Mike and I go back a long, long way. As a matter of fact, you know, um, when he was on his uh, – earlier in his Mooresville career, uh, my wife and I, three straight weeks, ran into him at the same restaurant in Greenwood after they had won big ball games. And I told him, I said, you know, we got to have dinner every week and make sure you win. So, you know, that's it. We all go back. My wife and Mike and I all go back that far. And um, I can't imagine. I, I, I marvel at how he's able to win all these games because I know how old we both are. So there you go. All right. So tell me, you got great games. Uh, we had streaks. You're talking about that you got some time to talk about some of the things the kids did yeah i tell you what how about uh that that lutheran team down in indianapolis 20 straight wins for them jackson willis who of course wasn't the starting quarterback last year comes in last night and does a special job six touchdown passes 365 yards they've won 20 straight games you know those are the kind of things that we can talk about great performances Ben Davis, oh my goodness! I heard your conversation last night with uh, Jason Simmons. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. He went ballistic yep. last night. Three hundred and eighty plus yards passing, seventy-three yards. And anytime Ben Davis and Warren get together, that's really one of the great rivalries. Oh, yeah. In all of Indiana high school football, and listening to Eric Moore talking about his Center Grove team, and he's talking about you know they haven't lost a game in multiple years here in the Hoosier State, and of course, <laughs> right. right. It's like you know, but you know. As much as I as much as I love Eric Moore, and he was talking about Noah Coy and his 
three touchdown reception from Tyler Cherry and thinking about all the games they've won over the consecutive time in the regular season. But I keep thinking about those great Hobart teams and those great Penn teams back in the 90s right, and in right. the 80s who equally were su- successful at the highest level of their respective classes, respectively. And then I think about last night, you know, I was looking at the, some of the stat sheets that I got from the fort, and I'm looking at Fort Wayne Wayne and Lamarion Nelson last night, Bob. 30 rushes. Are you ready for this? Mm. 427 mm-hmm. yep. yards Yikes. and Yikes. seven touchdowns in Wayne's 55 to 33 win over Fort Wayne South. This kid in five games has rushed for over 1,000 yards. And then, of course, we had that amazing game last night uh, over and with Try High matching up and really one of the great small school games between them and Centerville. You know, these teams come in with high-octane offenses. And your conversation uh, last night, and I was catching that between you and Ryan Cole. Ryan Cole, who had a a spectacular high school career. And, of course, uh, Centerville and Try, great matchup, 14-13 ball game. And, of course, Parker Burke, their great uh, young there had seven touchdown rushes last night. So those are just some of them. And that's just a, a, a smidgen yeah, of yeah. some of the great things we saw yeah. last night on, uh, on the 16th of uh, September. All right, Paul, hang on. We'll come back. Paul Condry and I will come back and talk about week six in high school football on Indiana Sports Talk. Quickly overlook everything in college football here on this Saturday. First starting out in Syracuse, the Orange defeat the Purdue Boilermakers 32-29. Behind a game-winning touchdown drive of 80 yards, 25 on the final touchdown pass, 55 yards came from penalties on that drive. Boilermakers fall to 1-2. and two. Over in Bloomington, the Hoosiers move to a perfect 3-0 and with an overtime come from behind victory over the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, who fall to 2-1. and one. A blocked field goal in overtime gave way to the Indiana Hoosiers and Charles Campbell to put through a 51-yarder for the win. Over in South Bend, Notre Dame gets in the win column. They're now 1-2 with a win over California, 24-17 up at Notre Dame Stadium this afternoon. In Major League Baseball today, Twins and Guardians still going to the 13th inning in Game 2 of their doubleheader. Guardians win Game 1, 5-1. Reds fall to the Cardinals in both games. They get swept 5-1 and 1-0 in 11, both the finals. 3-1 Rockies over the Cubs. White Sox take it over the Tigers for 3 in 11 innings. Small college football here on this Saturday. Valparaiso falls to Dartmouth 35-13. Ball State shuts out Murray State 31-0. Indiana Wesleyan 34-26 over Olivet. Alma 45-7 over Anderson. Trine 55-21 over Franklin. Montana 49, Indiana State 14. UND come from behind victory over Tiffin 27-20. Getting you ready for Sunday, 1 o'clock kick between the Jaguars and the Colts. Michael Pittman out. Alec Pierce out. Kiki QT up from the practice squad. Jonathan Taylor is going to be relied on heavily. 1 o'clock CBS tomorrow for Network Indiana Sports. I'm Ryan Soule. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. We resume our conversation with the legend himself, Paul Condry, from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Okay, Paul, as crazy as this sounds, it's time for week number six in high school football. And uh, we had a lot of great games, obviously, in week five with some undefeated and single loss type of matchups. Uh, What's up with week number six? 
Well, first of all, you can look at the landscape of how things have changed in just uh, five weeks, Bob, as we get ready to move on now. You know, you look at 6A, you've only got about three or four teams that are at 5-0. and 5A, mm-hmm. only a couple teams left at unbeaten. Now you've got Whiteland and Mishawaka, as I mentioned, at 6A, Brownsburg, Hamilton, Southeastern, Carroll, Fort Wayne. But if you look into the 4A and 3A, you've still got a lot of teams that have got zero losses. Uh, in 4A, you've got seven teams in the top uh, in, in, in the top in the rankings in the I, uh, the IFCA poll in 3A you've got seven teams in the top uh, uh, the top the 15 or so if you will and the same situation in 2A and then likewise I've got about a handful of teams in 1A so those polls are kind of playing itself out which I think makes this uh, week uh, this week uh, that we're going to have a, coming up ahead is going to be dynamic Adams Central South Adams two teams up in northeastern Indiana what a great matchup there between those two teams my my almost Mata, the bricks are going to be matched up against Andrin. There's no love lost there. Mm-hmm. Andrin, Hobart's a dandy. Down along, down along in Vandenberg County, how you got Castle once beaten, taking on beaten rights. That'll be a dynamic football game. Centerville four and one, taking on Northeastern. Unbeaten Crown Points travels to the to Viking Field to take on the once beaten Vikings. East Central four and one, unbeaten South uh, Dearborn, a nice matchup there. Right there in the central part of the state, you got unbeaten New Palace playing great football right. Now they're going to be matched up against Greenfield Central. Even though these two teams record-wise are not very good, I think it's a good football game to go to. Chittard at three and two, and Garen Catholic at three and two. Right. Up in, in in Lafayette in Tippecanoe County, how about Harrison at four and one? Lafayette Jeff at four and one. Both those football teams a great matchup in uh, Marion County as Lutheran and Cecina. Both those teams unbeaten. Both those teams have great potential to make a deep tournament run, respectively. Kankakee Valley, Lowell, you ask it, what's the significance there? Well, the reason Lowell football is what it is today is because of Kirk Kennedy and the, the impact that he had in the early 90s. He's back now as the head football coach right. at Kankakee Valley. He's taken his Cougars to the Inferno to take on the Red Devils. There's going to be a ton of emotion there. You've got uh, you got the student and the teacher matched up. Keith Kenders, Mishawaka Caveman going to Warsaw to take on Bart Curtis to come see North Posey. West Central, South Newton, Westfield, Brownsburg, Whiteland, Martinsville, Zionsville, Hamilton, Southeastern. Man, oh, man, I tell you, I'm out of breath just thinking about all these classic games. So we are going to have a great weekend, <laughs> Coach, of high school football. Just count me in for another round, will you? Man, oh, man. You know what? When you talk about uh, excitement, it, it just continues to build. And by the way, speaking of excitement, October the 9th, you and I will be paired up again for the pairing show. I, I can't believe they let us continue to do this year after year. I think they just feel sorry for us at this point in time. We're going to let those guys, we're going to let them guys do it until they die or something. I don't know. But I'm looking forward to it. It's always a fun time to spend time with you. We talk so much. We spend so much of our lives on the phone. It's going to be great to be able to sit down in person and spend time with you and just talk about what we get a chance to do. We've been blessed over the course of of our careers uh, to be able to do something that we really, really enjoy, which is really kind of an extension is what I started the entire segments about is getting involved in education-based athletics to make an impact in the lives of kids and coaches even though we're not coaching kids and kit and and uh, being right. a part of them every day we're still making an impact in their lives and that's pretty special to me he's paul condry from the indiana 
Football Digest, the Regional Radio Sports Network, member of the Hall of Fame, the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, also the Broadcasters and Sportscasters Hall of Fame here in Indiana, and friend, best friend the state of Indiana has with regard to football. Paul, as always, you're the best. Have a great week. I'll, we'll look forward to talking to you next weekend. Thanks, Coach. Great to be with you. Thanks a lot, Paul. Paul Condry. Always great to talk to Paul. All right, final scoreboard update of the night with Ryan Soule on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. That's driven, the number two, save lives.org. That's their website. Sign up today, help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits, no health restrictions to sign up. To be an organ donor, every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. The website, again, driven to savelives.org. Okay. Paul Condry looked ahead at uh, Friday night's matchups in high school football. Let's look ahead at next Saturday's college football matchups. Notre Dame, as you heard earlier in the night, will be at North Carolina. Florida Atlantic comes into Ross 8 Stadium to take on the Boilers. IU, fresh off their emotional win uh, tonight, will be on the road at Cincinnati. Ball State goes to Georgia Southern. Indiana State has the night off. They're off next week. University of Indianapolis at Ohio Dominican. Uh, Butler is off. Anderson is off. Franklin College, Hanover College, Indiana State uh, are all off next weekend. Um, Worcester will be at DePaul. Trinity International will be at Indiana Wesleyan. Manchester has the weekend off. Missouri Baptist will be at Marion. Rose Holman has the weekend off. St. Xavier from Chicago will be at St. Francis. Olivet Nazarene will travel to Taylor. Center College will be at Trine. San Diego will be at Valpo, and Denison will be at Wabash. So that's your schedule next Saturday for college football. A lot of buys this time of year. You kind of get it, you know, in the midway point in your season if you can, and that's uh, certainly the case with some really important ball games to say the least. Once again, Make sure you join us on Friday night, week number six of high school football. It's always fun. Getting down now, we're getting close to tournament time. Pairing show on the 9th of October. Paul Condry and I will be fortunate enough to do that again. Colts with a matchup tomorrow night. Excuse me, tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock start in Jacksonville. You've heard throughout the night they have some injury issues. Michael Pittman Jr. out. Um, the receiving core depleted. A heavy rain anticipated. And so settle in, get ready, watch some ball. And again, Friday nights, your high school needs your $5 ticket money. Help them support that program by buying that ticket. So get out there and watch those games and support the student-athletes in your community. It's extremely important, and we can't encourage you enough to do that. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to Ryan Soule, Graham Shear for a great job. 
Thanks so much to our tremendous stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And thanks for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.